Hey there, welcome to the Sanctified Sip with content that invites you to seek inner power. I'm Destiny with an extra E and I'm here to sip with you. Now that you pulled up, let's pour up and reflect, grow and heal one sip at a time. This Sanctified Sip, seeking inner peace as it pertains to faith, faith being the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So that's a common scripture that is thrown out into the atmosphere, but I don't think many of us truly understand the magnitude of what we are saying when we speak on faith, when we talk about faith in it till we make it or putting our faith on certain things. And I say we, because me, myself included, even as someone who was born and bred in the church as a licensed minister, as someone who knows and trusts God, faith is something that I absolutely struggle with. It is something that is easier said than done when you are not aligned with who God created you to be. When you're aligned with who God destined you to be, you start to see things differently. And what I mean by that is in the scheme of faith being things hoped for, you understand that when you hope for something, it's because God has already given you clearance to have permission for that thing to come to pass. I'll say that again. When you hope for something, that something that you are hoping for isn't just a coincidence. It's not just something happenstance. That thing that you are hoping for quite literally was placed on your heart by God himself. And because God placed it on your heart himself, that means that he has already given you clearance to go for it, which means he has also equipped you to have everything that you need to accomplish that hope. So it faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is literally the bedrock on which you stand when you hope for something. I hope that I will be able to make God's name great in the works that he has given me to do. That is a hope, a prayer, and a belief that I know only came from God. And because I know that it came from God, I am equipped with what I need to access that greatness that I am hoping for. But it takes faith. And the reason I say it takes faith is because, again, faith is the bedrock of that hope. Because without it, we'd lose sight of the why. Why do I believe that or why do I hope that I can bring God's name glory through the works that he's given me? Well, because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. When you have faith and you are in alignment with God, you are spending time learning his character by learning his word. And in learning his word, you are equipped with faith-based principles to help you make faith-based actions. Because honestly, one faith-based action begets another one. Because quite literally, when you are at rock bottom and looking like, God, there has to be 
a better way. There has to be more to life than where I am sitting right now. It's in that moment that your faith is activated. Because faith is activated at the end of your fearful inferiority. (laughs) Because our fearful inferiority says that I have to do all the things that I possibly can to make sure that I'm doing exactly what God sent me to do. But wait, if you believe and have faith that God has equipped you to do the things that he has sent you to do, then why are you putting your hands on things without seeking God first? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is also the evidence of things not seen. So this faith that you have in these hopes that God has given you is based on what you have never seen before. So you putting your hands to things, you operating in the ways in which you have always operated is literally contrary to the scripture that you are throwing around. The evidence of things not seen, meaning you've never seen it done before. You have faith in God to do what he's never done in your life before. You have faith to believe that you yourself are ill-equipped to carry out the mission of God and you trust and believe that God will carry it out through you. That's the evidence. When you see yourself being less than, but then you see God using you to do great things, that's your evidence. Your evidence is in the hope. I've never done this before, but I believe and hope that God has already equipped me to do it. And that's all the evidence that I need. But what happens is the enemy knows faith is a tricky concept. And it is such an abstract concept that our flesh-like minds can barely grasp it when we are not consciously aware of it. And it takes that conscious awareness to truly cultivate your faith. Because when you hit rock bottom, it activates your faith, but the cultivating of your faith can only happen when you make the conscious decisions to trust God. I know that I have issues I know that I am a fleshy person who is wishy-washy and fickle and I have a lot of proclivities about myself, but none of those things negate nor refute the calling that God has on my life. Quite simply, my destiny is not tied to who I've been in the sense of who I have been cannot destroy the destiny that God has set up for me. And what I mean by that is everything that you've gone through to make you who you are right now at this present moment, God had an original path for you where you were going to become exactly who he needed for you to be. But along the way, the enemy came in and he sowed in some discord 
and he sowed in some confusion. He sowed in some sickness. He sowed in some calamity. And in him sowing of those things, it allowed him to creep in and distract you. And in his distracting, he had you at a place of, I don't really need to trust in God because I've already proven that I can do it myself or something along the lines of, I don't have to acknowledge that I need God because I know he's with me. And listen, problematic thinking, because yes, God is with you. God is in you. He is dwelling all around you and all through you and all among you. But you have to understand God is a perfect gentleman. He is never going to force himself on you. He will always be with you. He will walk with you. He will talk with you. He will be there for you when you need him. But if you choose to not need him, he's not going to make you need him. He's going to stand on the sidelines and say, yeah, I know. You'll catch it later. I'm gonna let you live your life right now, but know that I have a work for you. And the work that I have is greater than anything that you could possibly conjure up because eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. And it hasn't even entered into your heart all the things that God wishes to do in, for, and through you. And the enemy knows that and it terrifies him. And so because it terrifies the enemy so much, he had to give you low self-esteem to make you feel as though you were never good enough to do or be anything of substance. Because the enemy is so terrified of who you are, he had to sow in that bitterness to make you mistrustful of people so that you would always close yourself off and remain isolated, even though we are called to fellowship one with another because we are also called to not forsake the assembly. But those aren't things that we're thinking about. Even though we say faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, because if I truly believe that, then I understand that come what may, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness, as the song goes. Because when your hope is built on God, it does not matter what you have to go through to get to what God has for you because you have an understanding of God's word because you're cultivating your faith. And as you are cultivating your faith, you're soaking in God's word. And as you're soaking in God's word, you're able to put on that full armor to combat the distractions of the enemy. And that's why I say we throw that phrase around without truly understanding what it is that we are calling into fruition. When you say that you have faith in God, you are saying that though they slay me, yet will I trust him. You are saying that greater is he that is in me than he that's in this world. No matter what the world may say or think or do to me, I understand the assignment. Because if you look at Jesus and we're called to be like Jesus, looking at Jesus, he understood his assignment. He understood his assignment so much so to the point where he endured countless trials, countless 
trials, countless times where people spitting on him and demeaning him and talking about him and if he was really human hurting his feelings because that's what we get wrapped up in as humans they hurt my feelings my ego is bruised and I can never serve the Lord again huh how dare you how dare we how dare we be so entitled and selfish to think that these fleshy beings around us who are just as imperfect as we are have the power to hurt us in such a way that God cannot heal us. With your faith being the substance of things hoped for, you have to hope that, yeah, they may have hurt my feelings, but I hope that God will heal me because he said he would. And his word cannot return to him void. So honestly, hope as we have known it is kind of like a, oh, I kind of hope, I kind of wish like God is a genie. But meanwhile, the truth of the matter is hope is a guarantee. Like when you buy something and they say it's got a 100% guarantee that you won't have to return it. Hope is the guarantee that God's word cannot return to him void, but you have to cultivate your faith in order to understand that. Because again, in cultivating your faith, you are leaning into God. You are learning more about his character. You're soaking in his word. You're spending time with him in meditation. You're devoting yourself to him. You're setting time aside specifically to meet with God in communion. You're not rolling over in the bed and then getting on your phone and then thinking about all the things you got to do for the day and then going on about your day and forgetting about God. No. In order to cultivate your faith, it has to become a conscious decision that I am going to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Because then all these things will be added unto you because God's word cannot return to him void. He is not a man that he should lie. And too often our hope is built on the lies of man. Ooh, let that sit for a second. Because I'm sure some of us right now are living a life predicated on the lives of man. Man told you that if you went to college, you'd come out with a good job. Well, man didn't tell you that you was going to rack up a whole bunch of student loan debt and Whatever job you got, your checks would be devoted to bills and student loan payments. That's not the life that God designed for you. God said that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We are the lender and not the borrower. So how did we rack up so much borrowed debt? Because we were listening to man. Man told you, you need to be married and have babies before you're 25. Meanwhile, at 29, you're learning things about yourself that you feel like you should have learned at 19, but because your focus was not on healing and evolution, it was on becoming a wife and a mommy. Now you are finding yourself suffering or what you don't want to call suffering, but it really is. Not to say that your life is a burden, not to say that you are not blessed beyond capacity, not to say that the things that you have are not blessed from God. 
But what if you would have not been listening to the lies of man and you sought after the will of God? Would your life now be different? Would you as a person be different? That's the question to ask yourself when we're talking about faith, when we're talking about hope. It doesn't do you any justice to have your shoulda, coulda, wouldas. That's not what this conversation is about. This conversation is about from this point forward, how are you going to move? Are you going to move in faith? Are you going to cultivate and allow God to cultivate your faith? so that you can actually hope for the things in which God has destined for you? Or are you going to continue to hope for the things that man told you you could have? Those are two very different things, two very different realities, because the things in which man has told you you can have are minute. Man told you that you could have the American dream. You could have a nice cushy four bedroom, three bathroom house with a white picket fence. You could have a nice car. You could have the beautiful family. But God promised to make you great for his namesake. God promised that we would be heir and joint heir to the son of God. Jesus Christ himself is our bro. He's the fam. We can ask what we will in his name and it will be so. So my question for you is, are you going to continue to limit God with faithlessness? Or are you going to align yourself with what God has called you to? Not saying it's easy. Lord knows this evolutionary journey has been one of the most trying, nerve-wracking, but yet exhilarating experiences that I've ever gone through to date. And the reason I say that is because it's nerve-wracking to my ego. My ego is crying out, please stop, remain complacent, remain comfortable, remain exactly who you have always been. It's worked for you this far. Why stop now? Meanwhile, the God-destined greatness on the inside of my soul is begging to emerge. It is literally leaping up on the inside of me, telling me that impact is my birthright. Greatness is my birthright. And stop right there because the gag really is That's all you need to know for your faith to be activated. In order for your faith to be activated, you just have to have a hope. I hope that impact is my birthright. And because I know that it is, it is something that I can cling to. But the problem is me being human minded and fleshy, I am type A perfectionist. I need to know the plan. My ego says, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds nice or whatever, making an impact, Uh uh-huh, but how? How I'm gonna pay these bills? I can't pay bills on impact, God. 
Let me go to what I know is going to make me some money. Meanwhile, God is saying, I got you. If you let me have you, I will show you this evidence that you have yet to see that I am all that you need. My grace is sufficient for you. You just got to try me at my word, says the Lord. But that's not what our ego wants to hear. Our ego wants to hear we are exactly where we're supposed to be. And I hate to tell it to you, but you're not. If you are living a life right now where you are feeling defeated and overwhelmed, you're not living the life God destined for you. If you are living a life in which anger and bitterness are the clouds that loom over your head on a daily basis, I hate to break it to you, but you're not living the life God destined for you. If you are waiting and waiting and waiting for something magical to happen to change the trajectory of your life, then you're not living the God-destined greatness that God gave you as your birthright. Your birthright is not something to wait for. It is something to uncover. You're not going to get there unless you cultivate what God has given you. But cultivation requires work. Faith without works is dead. We know that. And that is another one of those scriptures that just kind of gets thrown around. Because it makes the fleshly ego think that now I have to do. Yeah, yeah, you got to do. But what are you doing? And that's a question for God to answer. But you can't hear God's answer if you're not leaning into God for the answer. If you're anything like me, then you take faith without works, meaning, okay, well, let me put my hands on as many things as possible until one of them works. Meanwhile, God is like, uh, hello, the thing that is going to work for you in the best capacity is literally where you refuse to look on the inside of you. Because like it says in Matthew 11, God has hidden these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and reveals them to the childlike. Okay, so on the inside of you, you have something in which you knew as a child you were put on this earth to do. To make an impact, there was a dream, something that you wanted to do. It burned you up on the inside just thinking about it because it was everything you ever wanted it to be. But instead of pursuing that thing, you decided to pursue what man told you was going to be stable. Yeah. So God hides his treasures. He buries his treasures and he buries them. One, to keep them away from those who think of themselves wise and clever. But he also has to hide them from the enemy because though the enemy knows that you are powerful beyond his measure, he does not know the specifics of your power. And that is how he gets over on us. Because he knows that we are powerful before we know that we are powerful. 
but God has the answers to the specifics of that power locked within us. And the enemy knows that if he can keep us from pursuing that power on the inside, then he can keep us from the ultimate impact that we are supposed to be making here on this earth. So the substance of things hoped for, your hope that is built on God, that thing that you're hoping for, Everything that you need for that hope is inside of you. God buried it on the inside of you because he knew it would be the very place where you would have to work to find it. Because again, he's a perfect gentleman. He's not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. But he's also not going to make anything too easy because if it's too easy, then you will not give it your best effort. He believes in doing everything in decency and in order. And if you are just kind of moseying on through it, it's not going to be in order. But if you have to work for it, you're going to ensure that it's in order. Because as you begin to cultivate your faith and as God begins to cultivate you, you understand his character. So you understand what it means to be in original order. You understand what it means to take on God's yoke because it's easier and taking on his burden because it's lighter. You understand what it means to give your cares over to God because there's nothing that you can do with them anyway. You understand how to control what you can control and then leave the rest of it to whoever's responsibility it is to control those things. That's what faith does so as you now move forward in your journey i want you to consider where your faith has been has your faith been in your ability has your faith been in what man has said what society has said has your faith been in god Regardless of where your faith has been, my challenge for you is that from this day forward, you would put your faith so firmly rooted in God that you'd be a tree planted by the rivers of water. <laughs> that you would put your faith and allow it to be so firmly rooted in God that you can stand forth and proclaim, though they slay me, yet will I trust him. We say it all the time, but we are not rooted in it. I started this podcast off by talking about how we just throw scriptures around. Because it's the truth. More often than not, we are just throwing scriptures around but we are not firmly allowing those scriptures to overtake us. We are not hiding God's word in our heart so that we can be cultivated by it. Anything like me, you are hiding the scripture in your heart so you can use it to tell somebody about themselves. <laughs> hey, I'm honest. Transparency is the key. But God is calling us to dig deeper 
He's calling us to go deeper so that we can go higher. That's what the evolution is. It's going deeper in God so that he can elevate us higher. And in that stretching of our spirit, he is able to wring free any of the dust that we've been collecting. That bitterness dust, that angry dust, that perfectionism dust, that confusion dust, that low self-esteem dust, that lack of confidence dust, all of that dusty stuff, God is trying to shake loose from you. But you have to hope that it is possible. And in your hoping, believing that because God said it is possible, that it's already done. Reflect on this message so that we can grow in God. And in growing in God, let's heal the land in the way that he sent us to do so. I love you and I mean it. Have a fantastic day because you have purpose. You absolutely matter. And the choice to reflect on faith today is absolutely yours. The choice is always yours. Go with God and seek inner peace. Sip always. Dear Heavenly and Gracious Father, faith can be a touchy subject sometimes. Sometimes we don't know what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, God. And as flesh, we feel like we need to know those things. But as we lift up your name on this day, I pray that to the person listening to this, that as they sit on you, God, that they will know peace like none other as it pertains to walking in faith. Heavenly Father, I know that you have equipped us because you have called us and you do not call those who you have equipped. You equip those whom you have called. And as you are called people, Lord, we know that faith is the bedrock of our existence. It is the foundation on which we stand before you and before the world to proclaim the things in which you have given us to proclaim, O oh God. And along this journey, our faith has been tested. It has been tried. And for some of us, for many of us, O oh God, our faith has been beaten. Our faith has taken such a beating to where we don't even know what it looks like or how to have it anymore, God. And for those of us who are feeling that way, I pray that you would wrap your loving, merciful arms around us and let us know exactly what the next step is in this faith journey, oh God. As you begin to activate our faith, Heavenly Father, I am believing that you have already began cultivating our faith in the depths of our soul God give us what we need to walk in faith now and forevermore heavenly father allow us to walk in the faith that will allow us to be exactly who you called us to be God give us clarity as we go help us 
to not be consumed with what society says or with what man says, oh God. But help us to lean into you for everything that we need. Because your grace is sufficient and your word cannot return to you void, God. So if you have said it, then that settles it and it is so. Help us to have that faith, God. That faith that knows that all things will work, have already worked out together for our good, God. That faith that knows, regardless of what is going on around us, that you are absolutely in the blessing business and you are no respecter of person. Give us that faith, God. Cultivate within us that faith that allows us to try you at your word, forsaking all else and seeking first your kingdom because that is our assignment. We give you all praise, glory, and honor, and it is in Jesus' name that we pray and believe that it is so. Amen.